fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, wow, it really is starting to look like gun control is coming. We fought it back how many times? I, a, a thousand? A million? Yeah. <laughs> it's just time after time after time, the same thing happens. Somebody... You know, we have a we have a terrible tragedy, and then the guns are blamed, and then the Democrats come for the guns, and then the Republicans stand up and say that's not that's not the issue here. We need to go after you know what's wrong with people who are using the guns and and killing other people. Mm-hmm. This time, a little bit different. Republicans are coalescing around uh, gun control. Mm-hmm. The president is talking gun control. And talking mm-hmm. executive action and legislation on gun control. And he is f- floating this out as a trial balloon to see how you, right now, sitting in your car, are going to react to it. And I'm wondering if, like his stand with, let's say, the deficit, which he doesn't care about. Now Republicans don't care about it. Like his uh, uh, stand with tariffs, which he loves. And so now Republicans are fine with it. Mm-hmm. Are you going to be okay with gun control as well? I I would love to hear legitimately from... I, I kind of only would like to hear from <clears throat> Trump supporters on this. If you're a Trump supporter and you think he's doing a great job, and, and look, we've talked about this. There's a lot of things he's done that are have been great. That are great, yes. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. uh, looking... Uh, you know, I mean, the capital of Israel being recognized as Jerusalem is something that I, not only would a Democrat never do, but I don't think any other Republican candidate would well, have done it either. They hadn't. I mean, how long have we we've seen multiple presidents, but even the candidates, maybe Cruz. The only reason I say Cruz is because he was. it was like the first thing he said in his first speech. Yeah. I'm going to move. I'm and he move said day embassy. one, that's what he was going to do. Right. So maybe Cruz. But like I, 99% of Republican candidates would not have moved that embassy, and Trump has. And we've praised him endlessly for that without mm-hmm. qualification his supreme court justices have been good yeah i mean um, certainly gorsuch know. right gorsuch was a mm-hmm. it was a complete home run to me kavanaugh i mean kavanaugh he fought for through a completely unfair process though kavanaugh i'm, I'm, a, I'm much more concerned about than gorsuch but still there's been mm-hmm. a lot of good things and we don't need to run through the entire list of them you know these things mm-hmm. there are certain things that you wonder if if, if are you going to be comfortable with them if these lines are crossed? I was, you know, I know you were on this bandwagon as well, Pat, and a few of us here at the Blaze, and some in conservative media, more I would say in libertarian sort of circles. I was very disturbed by the bump stock ban and the way that went down. Yeah, it was basically an unquestioned executive uh, action by the president. With, I mean, I don't think you could pass a law constitutionally. To ban a gun accessory what stops the next president from coming in now and forget the law but just doing it himself and saying you know what pistol grip is it's just an accessory they did uh-huh. bump stocks no one thought about that it's just an accessory they, they could ban all sorts of things uh when it comes to uh guns and again i say this as a guy who is not a gun guy i don't care about guns per se i care about the second amendment Mm-hmm. And I care about the Constitution and the process that 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 is that it represents. <clears throat> yeah, I I'm the same way. I mean, I once owned guns. I don't know what happened. I lost them both. I I don't know where they are now. You've lost your guns. Yeah. So if they ever come for them, I, they, you don't need to come to my house because I they're gone. Uh, somebody took them a long time ago. And I, oh, okay. Yeah, well, that's I, good. Yeah, 
Right. So I, I'm already taken care of on the whole gun confiscation thing. I don't have them anymore. I don't know what happened to them. It's been so long, I can't remember now. Oh, okay. You know? Well, then there's no real reason to so go down this road any no further. No real reason at you all. Already- uh, but, um, but yes, I'm... We're big into the Second Amendment. We're into the Constitution and the Second Amendment. I believe in that. I don't know all the, you know, gun terminology, and we we get taken to task all the time when we talk about gun terminology because we're not gun enthusiasts. I don't go hunting. Uh, I've, you know, done some target practicing. I like it. It's fun. Occasionally go to the range. But I don't do it a lot. It's not a passion of mine. Yeah, and but so, the Second Amendment is a passion. Yes, in a big yeah. way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it pretty clearly <clears throat> states, shall not be infringed in the middle of it. It's really clear about yeah, that. It you, really is. That doesn't mean, ah, when I really want to. Might be the clearest of all mm-hmm. the Bill of Rights. Right, because obviously, you know, the founders knew the second the government <clears throat> gets in there and wants more power, the first thing you're going to do is go after weapons. Mm-hmm. Right? So they made it super duper clear that you can't take them away. And, of course, the Supreme Court has backed that up multiple times. Um, so what they want to do is go back to... The, for, the thing that's being, I would say, is, that, is the marquee proposal here is the red flag law. And the red flag law feels like the right thing to do. We talked about this mm-hmm. yesterday. It, it feels like a good idea. Um, basically, the concept being if people around you are saying, hey, uh, this guy does not seem stable. He's got a bunch of guns. I'm really worried. You can go to the authorities and say, hey, uh, Bob over there seems like a psychopath. You should take his guns. They'll go in. They'll take his guns for a short time. Make sure that he really is a psychopath. And if they rule that he is, then they then he doesn't get the guns back. And everybody's happy. That's the concept. That's the the happy telling of that story. So that's that's a happy telling too, because we've taken <laughs> the guns without any sort of due process. Yes, which is terrific. Right. I think we're all in favor of jumping right past due process and just go to the punishment first. It's minority report, right? right? It really is. Yeah, it's, it's great. It, it's convicting you of a crime that you have not committed. Uh, and this that's is crazy. It's it's not even being. I mean, at least they've got people in milk. In Minority Report, this, right. they're taking the guns before they even <laughs> ask the people in milk. Like, this is like, in, if in Minority Report, someone went to Tom Cruise and was like, hey, uh, I got a person over here I think the milk people should look at. Can you take all their stuff first? And then they take all the stuff, and then they'd go ask the milk people. We haven't even found the twins yet. Or the, no. or the chick. I, I forget what her name was, but we haven't found any of them. Oh. <laughs> at least get them first, right? Back in 60 seconds. This is the Glenn Beck Program. American Financing, NMLS 182334, NMLSConsumerAccess.org. For years, you've heard me talk about the significant savings American Financing is providing its customers. Many are adding over $1,000 a month back into their monthly budget, really taking control of their path to financial freedom by lowering their mortgage rate, paying off debt, shortening their loan term. So what about you? Have you made the call yet? At American Financing, they know your time is important. That's why they're open past five. It's why they offer digital mortgage products so you can complete the entire mortgage process online. This is why they're the only mortgage company I have ever endorsed. I trust them to help you with your home as they have helped me with my home. Customer loans, fast closings, salary-based mortgage consultants, all available when you need them. Give them a call now. They're open. 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440 or online at AmericanFinancing.net. Thank you. 
Matt and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. So we'd love to hear from you at uh, 888-727-BECK. See what you think about this gun control. Republicans seem to be on board with it. The president seems on board with it. Are are you on board with it? Uh, let's go to Sandy in Ohio. Hey, Sandy, you're on the Glenn Beck program with Pat and Stu. Hi. Um, I'm not happy with it. Um, I called the White House comment line yesterday, and I told the woman that I will not vote for Trump if he... Um, he said he would support our Second Amendment rights in all his mm-hmm. rallies. Yep. And I'm not, I'm not going to go for this. I called my senator. Um, I called about five other senators. And, you, you know, you have to leave a voice message. Um, and I told them, we have enough laws on the books. They're not working. I, they can abuse this red flag law way too easily. And oh, the Democrats yeah. will, definitely the Democrats will. Um, and I also called the NRA, and I, I asked them, are they trying to talk to Trump and explain how this can go very bad very quickly? Mm-hmm. And they said they were, so I don't know, but um, I think a lot of people will not vote for him if he's going to... Uh, I mean, we already have red flags, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, well, they do exist. I mean, what they do require is due process, and that's what this changes. Yeah. There are plenty of red flag laws that exist, if you want to call them that. Um, The difference is this would let you take, confiscate the guns before before we find out anything. Right, what the the result is. Thanks, Sandy. Uh, And it's crazy. That's crazy. That's un American. And it's unconstitutional, as far as I'm concerned. I, I, I don't see how that could be deemed constitutional. In I think any so way. too. And 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 look, I think Trump has been really good on a lot of these things. And I think he's his his record on the Second Amendment since he's taken office has been mixed. He's like mm-hmm. his Supreme Court very very good. The bump stock thing I think was very bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but that being said, I think there is. I don't, it's not a core issue of Trump's. If you go back and look at you know his yeah. writing, he, you know he's written books where he came out for the assault weapon ban, right? In, mm-hmm. in the past, in the past. Um, yeah. I think he's had a conversion on that, but it's not like a core issue. Uh, he has there's multiple multiple reports that he's saying with AIDS that he wants to do this. Um, we've talked about the clip, uh, the section of the book after the Scalise shooting, where he said he wanted to do gun control and have Scalise be the face of it because uh, you know he had street credibility. You know, I don't think I think this is one of those things that he would give up if he does if he believes the American people are fine with it. If, if his base is like, you know, look, it's one of these issues. Maybe you can get a concession on immigration or whatever else. That would be great. And if you can do that, fine. It's just a little minor shaving, a minor, let's call it a infringement on that uh, particular right. <laughs> and if 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 he senses and the mm-hmm. White House senses the American people in his base are okay with it, it will happen. If if there is a revolt and they say, dude, we love you, but you can't go here, I think there's a really good chance he doesn't do it. I, I think that is legitimately, we are teetering mm-hmm. on that edge today is where we are. I mean, you, I've been reading the reporting all day. You look at where, these, where the, the Republicans are, the Republicans are the same way. This isn't a core issue for Republican senators. They don't care. Unless yeah. you're, you know, unless it's like Rand Paul, you know, there's a few people who really do care about the Second Amendment, and, and but a lot of them are like, well, look, we can give a little ground here, uh, a little infringement, it'll mm-hmm. help us, it'll take the political pressure off, and we can do other things. That is the way a lot of these people in Washington are looking at this, and if they don't hear your voice, uh, you know, they're going to go ahead with it. Adam in North Dakota, you're on the Glenn Beck program. Hi. Oh, 
Uh, well, I think it uh, comes down to shall not be infringed. Mm-hmm. Plain and simple. Mm-hmm. You know, we've had enough infringements on our Second Amendment rights as it is, and this is just a, a step too far. Uh, I'll be done with him. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Adam. Okay. I, I, I think that's, you know, I think that's going to be the, the viewpoint of a lot of people because this is an important... I mean, this is a this is a God given right, and and you can't infringe upon it because we all know that you start infringing, it's not going to stop, and uh, that's the slippery slope that you start sliding down, and it's really tough to stop once you start it, and so yeah, uh, and, and- I, I think a lot of Second Amendment believers understand that concept and i'll break a little news to you and as if i'm breaking news to you because everybody in this audience knows this to be true but the second the left gets their red flag law there will be another thing they they demand tomorrow Mm -hmm. and the next time there's one of these incidents they will demand that and the republicans will fold on that and then we'll give them that and then they'll keep going and they will keep going and they will keep going there is no you can't give an inch on this battle first of all constitutionally you can't give an inch you're not allowed right, to. Right. But even if you were allowed to, the second you give an inch to these guys, they are going to try to take every single fi- mile. every single inch that they can find. And, and they will add up to multiple miles. 888-727-BECK with your thoughts. More in just a minute. If you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business. Meet Evan Goldberg founder of NetSuite. I had to learn that the hard way with my first company. That's why I started NetSuite. I needed to see everything that was going on with my business in one place. So we built the world's first cloud business system. And after 20 years, over 16,000 companies run their businesses on NetSuite. Everything you need to keep growing is in one place. Financials, HR, commerce, customer info, and more. NetSuite gives you the visibility and control you need to make smart decisions and grow with confidence. That's why companies who use NetSuite grow three times faster than the S&P 500. Find out the rest of Evan's story and get your free guide titled Seven Key Strategies to Grow Your Profits at NetSuite.com America. That's NetSuite.com America for your free guide, Seven Key Strategies to Grow Your Profits. Go right now to NetSuite.com America. NetSuite.com America. Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. So, what do you think of um, of Republicans? Republicans coalescing around gun control. The president talking about executive orders on gun control, uh, legislation on gun control. Multiple senators on record today, Republicans and pe- people in the House, saying they will push through this and they can get it through the red flag laws. Man. Um, and it, it includes other things, too. Um, you know, some there's one. Uh, where was here? Republican. Uh, uh, say, I, will, I will support legislation that uh, prevents the sale of military style weapons to civilians, a magazine limit and red flag legislation. Uh, that's from Michael Turner, Republican. Uh, there's multiple Republicans. Uh, John Thune's quoted in here. Uh, McConnell is has uh, yet to uh, c- commit. Uh, Lindsey Graham, though, is saying he's going to be on board for this. Um, they have a lot 
Mm. And, and the president is signaling the same thing. The mm-hmm. president has said multiple aides. They've leaked this to multiple outlets that he is going to. He would, he's testing the waters basically to see what happens. Yeah. Uh, so we're, we're, that's what we're doing, too, today. We're doing the same thing. We're testing the waters. You know, if you're a Trump supporter, we'd love to hear from you. 888-727-BECK. Is this too far or is it just, you know, it's okay. You know, he's done enough good uh, things that we really like in other areas and we can deal with, uh, you know, a little bit of, uh, a little bit of erosion here on this particular amendment. Jack in South Carolina, you're on the Glenn Beck program with Patton Stu. Good morning, gentlemen. How are y'all today? Doing well. Um, Two quick things. A lot of people are missing it. If they remove the word guns from the speech going on from elected officials right now and replace it or remove guns and replace it with the word speech, how do you want to have mm. the ability to not talk for 30 days yeah. a year mm-hmm. until some judge says you're allowed to speak again? <laughs> That's um, incredible. That, yeah. That is exactly how everyone You wouldn't consider it. Is. You would not consider it. Oh, no. God, no. And I also want to remind everybody who is a citizen of the United States, when the Second Amendment was ratified on 15 December 1791, U.S. citizens owned their own warships and were (laughs) able to wage war against Great Britain. (laughs) Right. That's a fair point. Yeah. (laughs) It is. You know, I'm thinking, though, Pat, we go a little bit further with this. Thanks, Jack. Um, we, a really good point. Maybe we do this with all the amendments, and at mm-hmm. any time that we want, we can just, if we report that we don't think a person's going to be in a good frame of mind, we can go to the authorities and suspend particular amendments. Like I would say, right before, let's say, early November, we go and we say, you know that 19th Amendment? I just, I'm not crazy about it. And mm-hmm. here's the thing, um, uh, a lot of the women I know are nuts <laughs> and they should have that voting thing suspended, suspended for just like a week or two. Till December. First week in December. Yeah, first week in December That's they all. can have that back. I mean, we just want to make sure that they're not erratic. And if you if you rule, if a judge rules that it's okay for them to have their voting rights back, okay, of course. Mm-hmm. Of course. Mm-hmm. This is a sensible, common sense solution. Uh, but we'll just repeat the 19th Amendment can be infringed a little bit for a week or two. What's the big deal? I mean, (laughs) this road is not a good road. You'd have a revolution in the streets. If you tried that. Yeah, you would. Mm -hmm. Uh, Teresa in Florida, you're on the Glenn Beck program. Hi. Yes, good morning. Good morning, morning, gentlemen. How are you? Good, how are you? Um, I I wrote emails, and I called all of my representatives yesterday. I sent them about 14,000 word-paged document expressing my concerns about these red flag laws. And as a single woman in Florida, the gun is the great equalizer. Mm-hmm. It is the only thing that gives me enough time to save myself. On average, I've been in gun classes. On average, it's 15 minutes before a cop shows up. Mm-hmm. And these incidents took less than four seconds for the carnage to occur. Mm-hmm. And I told them, all of them, because I voted for Trump and I voted for Senator Rubio and I voted for Rick Scott and I voted for Congressman Nast, that they intend to take away my Second Amendment rights, I will not vote for them and their agenda. Um, and Rubio's been one of the people who's pushed this the most. Thanks, I mean, Teresa. Frankly, he was pushing it before this. He's a big red flag uh, guy. And look, there wow. are smart people who are conservatives that, are, that mm-hmm. think this is a, go- is a good, sensible, mid-ground step. It's not, it's not just liberals pushing this. It's not. 
And it's not just just like rhino types. It's, there are people who think this is a good idea, and but you got to ha- and you got to be really careful with it. I mean, it's not without people without smart people arguing for it. But I just don't see how you can go down this road and be confident about it. I mean, think about think for a second about the way conservatives have been treated on the internet when it comes to social networks. Basically, Twitter has a red flag law, right? Facebook has a red flag law that they implement. Uh, certainly much more competent companies than our government. And they implement this this idea. If people flag your posts, if people say you're too controversial, if you're doing something out of step with the community, Twitter can rule on whether you get to keep your account. And how's that working out how's for that? conservatives yeah. so far? Good. Is Doesn't it doesn't seem like it, it to me. Again, this is speech. Yeah. Right? Now, this is not through the government, so it's not a constitutional uh, violation like I think red flag laws are. But this is, has this worked? Dana Lash makes this point in a, in a column she wrote for The Federalist about red flag laws. And if you think the idea of people who are, you know, if you think the Twitter and Facebook things working out well for speech when it comes to whether your speech is too controversial, think about that applied to the government. When people say, you know what, supporting this particular group is dangerous. It's a it's a terrorist group. I mean, gosh, you know, this is, the Southern Poverty Law Center said David Barton was a terrorist. <laughs> I mean, you want to go down this road? It is a road that does not end with your guns in your house. I'll tell you that. Man, I'm really excited to welcome a brand new sponsor to the show, Tacovis. I know how ridiculous a great pair of boots can cost. Tacovis makes great boots and accessories. They sell their boots directly to the customer, so their boots are half the price of anything that's even similar in quality. They're all handmade with a 200-step process with only the best materials. Their entire line honors the timeless traditional boot styles. No silly stitching or sequins or loud colors or anything else. These are just great boots like my grandfather would have worn. With Tacovis, there's no need to break them in. They arrive already ready to be worn immediately comfortably. They're easy to order with tremendous customer service service Tacovis always has free shipping and free returns check out their boots and their clothing and accessories right now tacovas.com slash back that's t-e-c-o-v-a-s dot com slash back pat and stew for glenn this week uh triple eight nine hundred uh no triple eight seven two seven b-e-c-k Almost gave my phone number for Pat Gray Unleashed, which you can hear right before this show. But 727-BECK after the 888 uh, for this show. And we just want to hear from uh, Trump supporters. You voted for Trump last time. You're excited about Trump. Uh, what, do you think of the, what, what do you think of the potential executive order on gun control? What do you think of the legislation, the Republicans coalescing around gun control? Big headline yesterday on Drudge Report, Republicans coalesce around gun control. Mm-hmm. I, I I really have never I, I wouldn't have believed you'd see that that headline um, even two weeks ago, and you know the Republicans in Congress have absolutely no spine as we know, and yeah. they will back off of this immediately if Trump says no. If Trump says you know what no they we're will. not doing this they will not even they will because if he if Trump says you know what if you bring it in here I'm vetoing it <clears throat> it's dead. Well, they're only coalescing around it because Trump is right. It's true. <laughs> So I think they would vote for it, you know, left to their own devices. Would they vote for it? Probably because they are, you know, this, this is what 
Republican Congress people do a lot of times. Mm -hmm. But if they are given the cover of Donald Trump, oh, they're definitely absolutely there. This will pass with 80 votes. Yeah. Um, So I would love to see I would love to hear from people. And, and, you know, we'll obviously take calls from anybody any any day most of the time. But today I would like if you were a Trump skeptic, if you're a person who was like, "Ah, I don't really like the guy, but you pulled the trigger at the the last second and voted for for Mm -hmm. him. If you're one of these people who doesn't think he's so great, I, I, that's not. It's now's not the time to call. I would like to hear from people who really like him. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. seeing this about to happen, what is your reaction? Are you okay with it, or is this like because a big we lie have for you? seen time and time again when Trump likes it, so do Republicans. Yeah, that's when Trump likes it, so do supporters. It, it's just a phenomenon that we've seen repeated over and over and over and over again. I mean, even hardcore people who have been talking against tariffs their entire lives. All of a sudden, they're fine with tariffs. I mean, you know, again, shall we remember that Larry Kudlow is currently serving (laughs) in the White House, the guy who's like the face of the free trade movement for three decades, uh, and is and we will come out in front of cameras and talk about tariffs. So, you know, I mean, it's it is and be good with it and be okay. Not just talk about it, but be good with it. It makes sense. uh, Yeah, tariffs make sense. We gotta we gotta stop China. And I think like, look, there's a big separation in in that free trade is not a core idea of the average Republican vote. Right. Like it is it is something that has been very central to the small government movement. But like, you know, it's not something that the every everyday person is thinking about. The the Second Amendment is a different story. Mm-hmm. It is a major. It has always been a major line for a you know for certainly a talk radio audience. That, like you don't like, shall not be infringed. The Constitution's important, and we need to respect it. Is this okay? Is this something that you can deal with? Triple eight seven twenty seven Beck is the number. Diana in Massachusetts, you're on the Glenn Beck program with Pat. Hi, and Stu. hi. Um, this is hi. This is Diana, and I am the founder um, and president of a group called M A Number Four Trump. And we still 100% support President Trump. Mm-hmm. However, we are making known that we do not want these red flag laws. Massachusetts already Thank has you. that. Good. So we, we are pushing. Um, last night I did my weekly live stream and telling people to send letters to the White House, emails, emails from the NRA, emails from Goal, emails from anybody to tweet President Trump, to tweet the, the administration. We still support him, mm-hmm. but we have, to, we have to support him this way because we have to start doing some of the heavy lifting and letting people know that, no, we are drawing the line. We are not supporting red flag laws. Absolutely not. That's great. Thanks for doing that, Diane. I appreciate it. Um, it's hopefully that will have an impact on him when he sees hardcore supporters saying, don't please don't do this. Don't do this. Uh, this is not the right way to go. Maybe that'll have an effect on him. I, I think if he sees that his supporters, his base is upset about this, mm-hmm. maybe that changes his mind. We'll see. I, I think there's a really good chance of it, but they, mm-hmm. you know, you got, he's got to hear from you. You know, today. And, yes, and, you know, today on social media. Certainly, Twitter is a good place yeah. for that sort of uh, right outlet today. I would say, uh, making sure that. And again, I you know, I think you can be very respectful and yes. and, and be and be a person who's honest about. Hey, and I really supporters will be of respectful. Course. Yeah, of course. But I mean, it's yeah. like it's just like look, I we we love you, man. Mm. But like, not this. Right. You can't you can't do this. And right. I you know I don't think it's a core issue of his where he would see this as like a massive deal. Well, I don't want crazy people to have guns. I think we talked about this yesterday. It's one of the more, it's one of the, it's a thing that feels okay. 
mm-hmm. it feels sensible to be able yeah. to take guns away from from a person that everyone around him says is is a bad person i and, mean it feels okay and it but feels it okay and, and, and you know the other thing that feels okay are background checks and and he's saying that background checks are a good idea. Well, yeah, that's why we have them. Yeah, we do have them. That's why we do them almost universally. The only time you don't get a background check is if I sell a gun to you and mm-hmm. we have a private transaction between the two of us. And I say, hey, you know, I've got this gun, which I don't anymore because I don't know what happened to them. They're completely gone. I, I forget what where they went. They're responsible, Pat. Yeah, it's, I know, but it's something it's been, stolen. It's been years now. But it's but, been years and I've mm-hmm. just forgotten. But if I had them still and I yeah. wanted to sell them to you, there's no way I can do a background. You can't do a background check unless we go to a dealer and have you call in and do a background check. Um, I mean, look, there is a... But, and you could do that because if I sell you a gun and it's proven later that you're not eligible to that, then I'm liable for that. And that's already the law. So if there is risk, if you sell somebody like a private transaction between two people... Uh, and that person that buys the gun from somebody isn't eligible to own guns, then the seller is it can be held accountable as well. Yeah, look, and there are so you take a risk not yeah. getting the background check. I, I think it was the I want to say it was the the church shooting that happened uh, a couple of years ago, and they the, the the shooter I think I think it was that one. Um, was that uh, was that i'm getting the name um, is it dylan roof that was is who i'm thinking of anyway uh, i think it was it was one of these uh, shooting uh situations where the guy actually did violate he was well should not have been able to purchase the gun mm-hmm. had the background check um it went for three days and the government was like well i don't know we can't really make a decision and they were able to buy the gun and wound up using it in a mass shooting and so one of the arguments being made is we need to extend that window, right? So that the government can now take a couple weeks to decide whether you're able to execute your Jeez. constitutional right. Look, mm-hmm. that needs to be an instant system or, or nothing. I mean, three days right. is, is stretching it. Yeah, it is. You know, uh, 90% of them, I think, go through and in, in almost instantly. But there are that 10% that... that yeah, you got to come back. Yeah. And so, there, but I mean, two weeks? Ridiculous. You're telling me this... You're come on, that's me, ridiculous. Yeah, come on. What year is it? Right. What freaking year is it? It's 2019. You can't do a yeah. background check in less than three days. That's ridiculous. It's asinine. It's asinine. Uh, Dave in New York, you're on the Glenn Beck program with Pat and Stu. Hi. Hey, how are you? Um, I'm just calling in to uh, get my opinion out there and uh, some of my close friends and family that we live up here in New York. We already see where the gun control machine goes, and mm-hmm. um, we couldn't in good conscience vote for Donald Trump or any other candidate that. Uh, pushes gun control and wants to defraud U.S. citizens of their rights. Um, like I said, we already live under it. We voted for Donald Trump because he promised to support our Second Amendment rights, because he promised that he was going to try to protect us. And mm-hmm. we were all hoping that federal legislation would go through, some Supreme Court justices would be in, which he has done, um, and hoping that maybe some uh, unconstitutional laws that exist up here in New York would be reversed. And seems that it's going the other way. That's very troubling for us up here. Mm. Absolutely. Thanks a lot, Dave. Uh, AJ in Pennsylvania, you're on the Blaze, or the Glenn Beck program. Hey. Also on the Blaze mm-hmm. hey as well. You're on both, yes. <laughs> hey, how's it going? Is this the, is this the Blaze? Are you sure? <laughs> yes. <laughs> we think, for the moment, yes. 
Hey, guys. So I'm a really big Trump supporter, big uh, gun guy. <laughs> and um, the problem is, if he does this, who else do we have left? Uh, obviously, the other side and their candidates mm-hmm. are completely nuts. Mm-hmm. So uh, that they're not an option. But with these red flag laws that they're talking about, where anybody can just say, hey, I think that person's crazy and uh, you should take their guns. That is mm-hmm. the beginning of our infringements, uh, infringements on our Fourth Amendment rights of unreasonable search and seizure. And mm-hmm. it's slippery yes. slope, and I think it's just going to spiral out of control. Yeah, yep. no, I, I think it's true. I, you know, and that's a great point. I, Dana writes about this as well. This is what uh, Dana Lash writes in The Federalist. There's nuance to be had here for sure, but realize that it is an abrogation of due process to invert the order of innocent until proven guilty to somewhat guilty until proven innocent. The question isn't whether these laws do this. The question is whether you feel comfortable giving up a cornerstone of our republic for a safety dependent on, upon enforcement by a government that has failed at this before. And it's, you know, fails at everything else, too. Yeah. It's so true. you're talking about the Second Amendment. You're talking about the Fourth Amendment. Mm-hmm. You're talking about the Fifth Amendment. Mm-hmm. Uh, parts of the Sixth, the Eighth. It's when does it end? When does it end? Uh, it doesn't. Once you start down this road, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. And here's a, here's a, a can I make a very meager and mild proposal uh, here, Pat? And, and mm-hmm. I know this is something that we just can't as a society handle. But like, let's just say the, it's the right thing to do, the red flag law. Mm-hmm. And let's just say constitutionally you can do it, which I don't think you can. But let's just say you can. Okay. With all the certainty of human nature behind me, We should wait a month to do it because you Mm -hmm. never make the right decision in an emotional state right Mm -hmm. after a tragedy. You don't make massive financial decisions after, you know, uh, your wife and kids were in a terrible car accident and you're sitting there being like, well, this is what I'm going to plan X, Y, and Z. You want to be in a sober decision-making state. And right now... They keep saying, well, we got to do it. It just happened. We got to take advantage of this emotion. Think of what they're telling you. They're telling you we want to take advantage of this emotion. They're telling you we're not going to let this crisis go to waste. It's like going to the grocery store when you haven't eaten for two days. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to make some bad decisions. You're going to make a lot of bad decisions there. Uh-huh. Yeah. So instead, when you're you, not smart, no, you prepare your meal at a time where you're thinking maybe right after you ate when mm-hmm. you're full mm-hmm. and you're like, well, my next meal, can I do something healthy? I feel good. And this is what the situation is here. You can't make a decision in this aftermath. And it's funny because you hear like New Zealand praised for this. Oh, well, they had a mass shooting. And in three days, they banned all weapons. And it's like, you're proud of that? That's a terrible way to run a government. Like, it's like, oh, well, you know, every time you have a a tragedy or some big emotional situation, you rush to you rush through legislation that's binding for all time. That's a terrible idea. Mm -hmm. Wait until there's you want to have a law. You want to have a calm debate about this at a time that isn't in the immediate aftermath over one of these things. You can at least it would at least make sense to attempt it there if it was constitutional, which, by the way, it's not. It's just not. And that means something. Now, constitutional, uh, that should still have some teeth. It doesn't seem to anymore, but it should. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Triple eight, uh, seven two seven B E C K. We've been talking about uh, whether or not you approve of uh, President Trump and Republicans in Congress folding on gun control. Now they're talking about red flag laws. They're talking about executive action on certain guns. Uh, who knows what all they're going to do? 
Uh, but I've never seen anything like this as far as Republicans being amenable to some sort of gun control. I don't I don't remember this ever happening before. Yeah, I mean, usually was- they really hold the line when when we get these tragedies. And then the first thing the left jumps to is, we're going to get the gun. It was a gun that crawled in there and started shooting people. No, it, it really wasn't. There was somebody holding it and, and pulling the trigger. <laughs> you noticed I, that? I, yeah. That's uh-huh. crazy. In virtually every case. In not, every not all ca- cases. Well, yes, all cases. In every single case, there was a person involved. Well, what about the time? Was there ever a mass shooting done by that, that, that hand that's on the uh, Adams family? It's no. just a hand? No, the thing? The thing? Yeah, I, thing the, has never... Uh, is that true? Yes, never been involved in a mass shooting. I'm going to look that up. We, I, we I, have confirmed can that. Can we get Snopes on that? Uh, we, I'll look here in a minute, Okay, but I'm pretty pretty sure about that. Meantime, let's talk to... Uh, is it Bo or Bowie in New York? Uh, you're on the Glenn Beck program. Hey. Hey. Yeah, it's Bo. How you doing? Bo. I'm from the socialist state of New York. <laughs> okay. And the reason I say... It, it, dude... We got Andrew Cuomo. If anybody looks up Ugh. what the SAFE Act is, they're yeah. in New York. Okay, the red flag laws are up here. You don't. If you hate your neighbor, you got pissed off at him, and you know he's a hunter. All you got to do is go down, say he's he could have a, a problem. Or this and they come and take your guns. Well, then yeah, that's what I'm concerned with. Yourself. Yeah, what if and somebody is really pissed off right at you? After. They could just they can just go to the authorities and make stuff up about you, right? Yeah, one of the so there is, there is a uh, pushback probably by some Republicans who are saying like and, and and Dana mentions this in her piece. I think David French talks about this in his and mm-hmm. where he kind of supports it. But the idea being that there is some sort of uh, if you go with a false fraudulent claim, there is a uh, there is an action a that can be it could be penalty. Yeah, you can't just yeah. go and accuse everybody you don't like of these issues. Um, so you know, but again, you know, you've, we've seen how that's worked before. I mean, sure, those those, those yeah. laws don't work particularly well, but there right. would be something maybe worked into it. So I'm sensing both that uh, you're you'd be a no on gun control, right? Here. Oh no, yeah. hell, I won't vote. You know <laughs> yeah, what? it was either shoot yourself in the head with Hillary or shoot yourself in the foot with, with Trump. I took the Trump, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I'm starting to think he's going to make us shoot ourselves in the head. I hope you not. Know? Appreciate the call, though. Uh, we got to let him know. We don't want this to happen. 888-727-BECK with your thoughts. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck Program. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn this week. Uh, he will return Monday. On most of the same yeah, yeah. You know, broadcasting station network thing uh 888-727-BECK we've been talking about the potential for gun control because uh huge drudge headline republicans coalesce around gun control yeah (laughs) finally it's it's happening. You know what I love, Pat? Mm-hmm. Bipartisan solutions. Thank you, you Stu. Know, how, how long have we been waiting for bipartisanship here? I do. I will say I do require that they're common sense. They need <laughs> to be this. Uh, the, the sense behind them needs to be common for me to approve. <laughs> and that's why I love this is bipartisan uh-huh. solutions. Common, common sense, sense solutions, solutions. All the solutions that you need. Now, we can all talk about how. 
uh, none of the things they're proposing would have done anything in the mass shootings that we're talking nor about. Nor are they common sense. Nor are they common sense at all, because we the common sense is usually, I mean, you kind of would define that as maybe the Constitution. Yeah. The actual common sense of the nation would be, thou shalt not infringe. <laughs> and I, I do use thou. <laughs> I, I like to add thou into the, into the yeah, Constitution to make it sound more serious. Shall not be infringed yeah. seems to be... A pretty clear statement. Now, maybe I'm making too much of it, but when it says <laughs> shall not be infringed, I take that to mean you won't, you shouldn't infringe it. Yeah, upon it. Uh, yes, uh, that's w- a right that you have that you leave alone. I would tend to agree with you on this. And, okay, so and look, I'm not out on a limb. No, it's not too, too much. Okay, I love this idea, though. You know, look, this doesn't happen anywhere else, Pat. You know, this is the only country oh, where this happens. Only, only peop, the only place people die the only place, is in, in the United States of America. I, I, I love that argument. I know. So we, one of the things that, you know, of course, it's obviously not true. It does happen. We're or something a, like 53rd in mass shootings. It depends on, yeah, it depends on how you calculate. Mass shootings is one way of looking at it. You mm-hmm. have to look at it per capita. I love this because they were like, right. uh, well, I, I mean, this is legitimately the basic basis of it. People just don't think about the idea that you can't compare a small European country to a large uh, United, <laughs> United States. We can't compare Liechtenstein's right. death rate to the United States. It's like, well, what, we haven't huh. heard about one of these shootings in New Zealand and how long. <laughs> well, it's New Zealand. They shouldn't right. have any shootings. They've got 18 people right. there. Like a, a mass shooting wipes out the whole population in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I mean, the, the New Zealand rate is much higher. You are more than four times as likely to die in a mass shooting in New Zealand than you are in the United States. More than four times as likely. Wow. Uh, That's a crazy stat. It is a crazy stat, and it's, be- and it's, tr- it's a true stat. And even <sighs> if you take out the most recent mass shooting, you're still almost two times as likely oh, uh, really? to be shot. Because they, ha- they have mass shootings, but they're they're Well, more, they they're won't anymore because they banned guns, yeah. and so nobody can get them except of bad course. people. <laughs> right. Only the criminals. Because Norway, with its can... really wildly uh, mm-hmm. liberal laws on, on guns, mm-hmm. well, uh, you know, they only had the biggest mass shooting in history that wasn't the government. Now, of course, the government is responsible for all the top 25,000 mass shootings. But if you go to an individual, it's Norway, at least in recent memory, and that was 91, I believe it Ish. was. 91-ish. I think a couple people died in a bombing as well in that one. Bottom yeah. line is, uh, it was a really terrible, terrible incident. And, and many of them were children just a lot oh. of most of them were children yeah, that died I mean, in that and that was now he did go to an island so he was very mm-hmm. isolated when he did these things um but what i think you find is while you can make an argument that we have more mass shootings as far as frequency goes than some other places they're usually a, a much less devastating um there's they're not the of the of the numbers that you know 91 people in norway i mean that would be like mm, how many people dying here oh I mean, thousands, Hundreds, thousands. Yeah. Yeah. I, so, you know, when you come to that level, but I love that one of my favorite parts of that argument is they'll be like, look, we have the highest gun violence rate in the world. Of course, it's not true. We're like, I think 20th is where we rank in the, in the gun violence um, uh, chart. Mm-hmm. However, when you die, let's say you're about to get murdered, Pat. Yeah. And someone, okay. let's say, stabs you in the heart. Uh-huh. And you're about to die. Are your last words something like, I'm so glad oh, you stabbed me. Yeah. Oh, at least it wasn't a gun. Like, yeah. If you're getting yeah. murdered, it doesn't matter if it's a gun. So like, for example, <laughs> Pakistan has a much lower gun violence rate than the United States of America. However, their murder rate is double ours. Are you happy about that? Wow. Do you, do you, are you excited? Because just because they're killing people in different ways... Yeah, you know Russia is the same thing. Russia, we own guns at a rate ten times 
the amount of Russia. We have 10 times the amount of guns per capita. However, as a little minor thing, is they have a much higher uh, murder rate, a much higher suicide rate, and a much higher rate of journalists ingesting large amounts of rare poisons <laughs> uh, than we do. Would you rather live in Russia? <laughs> Which one? Are you excited about that? Because I'm not. Yeah, well, which would you rather die of, Palladium 5 or a gunshot to the head? No, no that's true. Well, I think for me it's a gunshot to the head. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, think <laughs> I think so, too. Yeah, it's over a little bit quicker that way. Mm-hmm. Less suffering. I yeah. think that's a good thing. Uh, 888-727-BECK with your thoughts more in 60 seconds. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Health concerns are a sad part of life. I mean, it seems like there's always something that either hurts or bothers us health-wise, right? Well, if that's you, you really need to see what CBD products can do for your health. CBD may offer many of the health benefits of marijuana, but without the high. So it's 100% legal and requires no prescription from cbdistillery.com. The health testimonials are impressive. Like this customer who wrote, I highly recommend CBD to everyone. It's done a complete turnaround for me. Another customer wrote, CBD made a big difference in my health. Look, if you haven't tried CBD for that health concern, you should. But where you get CBD products is crucial. With independent lab tests and nearly a quarter million customers, you can trust cbdistillery.com. See what CBD can do for your health. Go to cbdistillery.com and enter relief for 20% off. Again, enter relief for 20% off at cbdistillery.com. cbdistillery.com. And Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Uh, all right, let's let's get your thoughts on uh, this gun control situation. Seriously, I, I I'm still after everything that's happened leading up to now, all the craziness that goes on in our civilization. I'm still surprised by certain things, <laughs> like the Republicans all caving in on gun control legislation, potential legislation on gun control, or like the president who is about to take executive action on gun control, unless you tell him otherwise, unless you demand that that not happen. And I think that's what what it's going to take. He's going to have to hear from people who supported him, people who love him, and but they disagree with him strongly on this particular issue. you got to call the White House and let them know uh, today because this could happen pretty quickly. Nick in Ohio, you're on the Glenn Beck program with Patton Stu. Hey, guys. Hey. Um, I think we're kind of in a no-win situation if they push this at all. Because everybody is saying, well, if Trump pushes this, we won't vote for him. And that sounds good, but what are really the alternatives? There's not another Republican with enough spine to even take on Trump, let alone Mm -hmm. try to beat a Democrat. Yeah. And Uh, That's um, a tough situation, because what are you going to do, vote for Bernie Sanders? No. Yeah, and and we're not there yet. This is not a time where you have to make that decision. I think it's important right. um, that they, because I think you're right. If they go down this road, then you have neither side supporting the Second Amendment. And most mm-hmm. people will say, I, I guess, I mean, at least Trump's good on other things. Um, however, there's still plenty of time to stop him from doing this. And and I don't, like, I don't think this is a huge, I don't think Donald Trump walks into the White House and is like, I can't wait to get a chance to get gun control through. I think he sees mm-hmm. this as, uh, uh, something he's constantly dealing with politically 
and he wants Thanks, to show Nick. that he can it's, it's an easy win for him politically mm-hmm. and if, if his base doesn't care i well, might as well go ahead with it i yeah. think that's the way he's probably looking at it but when he finds out his base does care hopefully i think he that might, influences uh, him. i think there's a good chance he changes he you know more than any other president that i can remember he reacts to his base he he, yeah, he will he listen he will listen to you. I mean, he's listened to the to the American people, to the people of this audience many times. When yeah, people yes. say, hey, you know what? Mm-hmm. I, I love you, but not here. Don't do this. Right. Hey, it's okay. You know, like, some of the stuff I, you know, it bothers me, but it's all right. But not this one. When that line is drawn, we've seen it on Fox, mm-hmm. he's, where he's reacted to um, uh, segments and, and, and criticisms from a particular uh, Fox uh, you know, broadcasters and guests. And, and quoted their analysis and said, you know what, uh, this is the right way to go. He's and, and there's people around him too. I mean, Mick Mulvaney is no anti Second Amendment guy, and he's the chief of staff. So hopefully, he's making these arguments and making sure that your voice is heard in that White House. I think he is, and I Hope think so. I think Trump has. There's a good chance he reacts to it. Brian in Utah, you're on the Glenn Beck program. Yeah, I think uh, this is mostly about understanding and feelings, and um, kind of see where i'm going with this is i don't understand alcohol drinkers i don't drink alcohol so um but i don't go after them uh the cdc says that alcohol deaths are eighty-eight thousand a year mm-hmm. and they also say that uh gun violence uh there's forty thousand people that die a year so double the people are dying from alcohol but you don't see me going after alcohol companies and tell them to stop drinking alcohol just because right. I don't do it. Yeah. No. And, and the, the, yeah, that's a very good point. And that number forty thousand is, of course, sixty over sixty five percent includes uh, suicide, uh, accidental deaths. Now, I will say the the one thing that they have they do believe Thanks, they do not believe that there is any evidence whatsoever. There's not one shred of evidence that says a red flag law has ever stopped even one mass shooting. That's one, <laughs> there's, there's no evidence of that at all. They do believe. That it has a very small effect on um, uh, limiting suicides. They, because what happens is you say, hey, I want to take my guns away from my son. I think he's a dangerous, a danger to himself. And they think about one, uh, about out of every 10 to 15 of these red flag laws, or, you know, usages of these laws, it may prevent one suicide. That is really where this could make a little bit of ground. It has nothing to do with mass shootings, which is part of the reason why it's really frustrating here. Because you're, they're using the emotion of a mass shooting to say, oh, well, we're doing something about it, and they're going to pass something that infringes the Second Amendment. And really, if there's any benefit to this law at all, it's likely to, to do with suicide and not mass shootings. So you're using the emotion of one thing to try to get a law through that I think breaks the Constitution and may benefit in one area, but I mean, there's other ways to benefit in that area. I mean, people kill themselves all the time. It's like you don't need a gun to kill themselves. Every time I go on Twitter, I know that. People tell me all sorts of different ways to kill myself. There's lots of different (laughs) examples Mm -hmm. of the way that can happen. And you'll see, again, like Russia has a much higher suicide rate than than we do with almost no guns. So is Japan. You know, that's you don't need Mm -hmm. a gun to kill yourself. But it is, you know, that that is to be fair and give both sides of it. That is one of the benefits they think may actually happen if you if you passed a red flag law. Triple eight. 727-BECK. More coming up in one minute. Warning. If you're buried in debt you can't afford, do not let the credit card companies make you think you have to pay it all back. Because you don't. What the credit card companies don't want you to know is that there's actually a way to get debt-free without paying off your entire debt or going bankrupt. 
If you have $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you now have the right to let us settle that debt for a fraction of what you owe. For free information, call Credit Answers at 800-970-9159. If you're struggling to pay off your debt, do not let the credit card companies make you think you have to. Call Credit Answers now for free information on how to get out of debt faster than you ever thought possible without debt consolidation or bankruptcy. We offer a guarantee with no upfront fees, so there's no risk. For free information, visit creditanswers.com or call 800-970-9159. That's 800-970-9159. Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Just getting your thoughts on uh, this gun control possibility. Um, Republicans apparently on board. Uh, the president seemingly on board. So he needs to hear from you and get your thoughts on whether or not we should be doing executive orders on gun control or pushing uh, Republicans into crafting legislation to f- for more s- strict legislation on guns. Um, Woo! You know, in in the places where the gun control legislation is the stiffest, we have the highest murder rates. Baltimore, Chicago. Yeah. And uh, by the way, Maryland also passed a red flag law along with many other gun restrictions and one of the most widely mm-hmm. wide-ranging uh, gun restriction laws we've seen since Sandy Hook, which a bunch of states uh, passed things. Uh, and again, since then, crazy. Baltimore has vaulted to the top of the murder rate capital of the United States. Yeah. Uh, it's just fascinating. They're it is the fascinating. Number one large city for homicides. Number two overall. So things are not going really well on that front it, in Baltimore laws, right These now. laws don't work. I mean, no, they just they don't. don't work. No. The idea, and, and, and all of these, like, I always get, I'm always, I always find it to be comical when you say, well, what we're going to do is we're going to stop, let's just say we're going to stop Assault weapons, the assault weapons ban. Now, they mm-hmm. did a study on this after they had it here in, for 10 years, 1994 to 2004, where they found it had no discernible effect on gun violence rates. That is what the actual government study that looked at the policy said. It had absolutely no discernible effect on, on gun uh, rates. And by the way, the thing we do know is there's a lot more guns owned by Americans after the 10 years. A big part of that is like if you've got how much was I mean I remember this a long time ago Pat I believe you bought an AR15 now since then that's been long lost right and you do it's not gone. have it anymore that's not what happened is now. Um, but yeah. when you bought it that was what fifteen hundred two thousand dollar gun yeah it's a it's an expensive mm-hmm. gun so now let's say we ban those they can't be sold anymore you've got two thousand dollars you want you can spend on guns what do you do you probably buy two three guns <laughs> yeah you might you're gonna buy several right. handguns most likely and mm-hmm. that was the result. Of that 10 years, there are a lot more guns out there than there were before. Way more people die from handguns than rifles. About 80% of all gun deaths come from handguns. Let me ask you this, Pat. Is there not a tinge of racism involved in the way people talk about these things? Because, you know, we make a big deal about assault weapons. And they're always trying to ban assault weapons because, uh, you know, these big high-profile incidents... Uh, and uh you know happen in places like el paso and and uh you know in malls and schools and all these things yet you know african americans are being executed in chicago 
by the day and no one cares. Yeah. You know, Baltimore, no one cares. St. Louis, no one cares. Yeah, they don't they don't, they don't even don't, mention it. They don't even mention it. And and when you bring it up, you're like, "Oh, well, why are you bringing that up? Because they're what are you trying to do there?" Mm-hmm. It's like, "Well, do, objectively, I thought the Black violence Lives is, Matter. Yeah, to I me know. they do. They do. Objectively, this everyday grind of murder is a much larger problem than mass shootings. Mm-hmm. Mass shootings are dramatic. They they play to the news well. They're horrible, horrible events, and obviously we want to stop them. But like the everyday grind, like you don't care uh, if your son gets executed uh, in, in an interaction while they're going to a, a convenience store in Chicago, or if they're in a mall in a suburb. Like that is not you, you lose your your relative, and it's happening a lot more often in those communities. And the American people just in the media, at least, doesn't seem to care about it at all. Mm-hmm. It just seems to be you know, eh, whatever. It's a, it's a throw your hands up thing. Ah, well, look, it's Chicago, and if you ask about it, you're racist. It's like, well, no, actually, we're the ones trying to do something about it. What are you doing about it? I mean, I, I hear you complaining all the time about about mass shootings, and believe me, they deserve to be complained about, and we should do what we can to stop them, you know, within the bounds of the Constitution. However, like, this is a much, objectively, a much larger problem. It's affecting a lot more people, and the media never seems to care about it at all. Right. That's right. Because they actually don't care about human life. Uh, they just care about their political agenda. Let's see. Al in Michigan, uh, you're on the Glenn Beck program. Good morning, guys. Good morning. I'm listening to you, and I think you're hitting, you know, all the points that are going through my mind. But this comes across to me as uh, the civil forfeiture model. Mm. You know, so you sit there and you go on. What could possibly go wrong with civil forfeiture? <laughs> right, where they confiscate yeah. first, ask questions later. Right now, yeah. now how how do you how do you afford uh, your legal representation? You 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 want to get your five thousand back, but it's going to cost you ten grand for the for the lawyers and so forth. That <laughs> you know, I'm going, this is ridiculous. Yeah. That. You know, yeah. you completely toss out uh, the Bill of Rights that, uh, you know, all all of the amendments that you were speaking of, you know, where is your Fourth Amendment right? Where is your Fifth Amendment right? Mm-hmm. That it's almost, it, it would be almost laughable if it, if it wasn't potentially so, so wide open to abuse and fraud, so... Mm. Appreciate it. Thanks, yeah. Al. Exactly major, right. Yeah. Major, major risk. Eddie in Ohio. Hi, you're on the Glimbeck program. The uh, point I wanted to make was yesterday in um, in Ohio, our governor, uh, Mike DeWine, had a press conference, and he's outlining a 16-point plan on, on more gun control in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the few points that he did make, which I happen to agree with, is is more addressing mental illness because you know it, it, when these massacres took place we have some real whack jobs especially the one here in dayton ohio the other day and i'm not a big mike dewine fan but i happen to agree with them that take away the guns these people that are using them with these mass killings there's something wrong yeah and i think that's the you know 
the best look at the approach for the red flag law, which is saying like, this is an address of mental, mental health. There are people, you know, like this is something realistically, we keep hearing these things where this guy was doing X, Y, and Z. We, I wish we could have stopped him and they didn't. Uh, and of course that could have been adjudicated. Usually there has to be a process. And I think the, the reversal of that process, essentially putting the guilt before the assumption of innocence is the issue here. That's the problem. It's just not in our system, and you don't get that availability. You don't get to switch that around when you feel like it's really important. We're going to talk to somebody who um, heard all the stories about Baltimore, decided to take some action about it. Next. Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. He returns on Monday. You know, there's a, a thing that people do, I guess, that is uh, act as if everything Donald Trump says is terrible. Like, you have to disagree with it. If he says... The sky is blue. Well, you say it's red. Mm-hmm. If he says Baltimore is not a nice place and needs to be cleaned up, you say it's a paradise. That's almost a, a, an actual uh, resort. It's an all-expenses-paid pl- sandals. <laughs> it's uh, an all-inclusive resort. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that is what happened when he did the tweet about Baltimore. And it, cr- it, it, it created a lot of activity in the media in which they went to defend Baltimore and, and, and confirm that Donald Trump is a racist, a racist. Mm-hmm. just because he spoke truth i mean there are a lot of rats yes. in baltimore <laughs> and it does have some serious serious issues it and does. we all know it's crime ridden and uh it's it's a little bit uh uh d- messy <laughs> it is a little, a little bit, bit messy, messy. So, and and even some of the residents went out to show you the mess yeah oh yeah i mean they, they were not hiding it they, no they, they're not happy with the situation there uh, but it wasn't all like negative activity that was inspired by these tweets uh, Scott Pressler uh, saw the tweets, thought about it, and decided to do something a little bit different. And Scott joins us now. Scott, welcome to the program. Thank you. Good morning. How are you, gentlemen? Really well. Good. Thanks for uh, for coming on. So you saw Donald Trump's tweets. You you saw what he was saying about about Baltimore. Uh, you didn't go and run and say, "Well, this guy's a racist," and go protest him. You did something else. Can you talk about it? Absolutely. Well. You know, I was inspired by President Trump's tweet, and what I saw is a whole lot of talking going on. Everybody was whining, complaining, complaining, and nobody was actually doing. So I said, you know what? I put out one tweet, just one tweet, saying I'm going to Baltimore, even if it's me standing on the street corner all by myself, and I'm going to go pick up trash. And that one tweet went viral, and people all across the country were saying, Scott, how can I contribute? What can I do? How can I support your efforts? And so mm. I never thought that Monday was going to be a nationwide effort, but it truly was. That's fantastic. Mm. So you actually – now, where do you live? I'm in northern Virginia. Okay. Fairfax. So it's, what, an hour or two? Uh, an hour to hour Baltimore from Fairfax? Hour and a half? Yep. Yeah. Okay, so – you go to Baltimore and you you start just cleaning up trash and things that you that you see in neighborhoods. And were there people actually there to help by then? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, we actually we drove around a couple hours to find the perfect spot. I really wanted to make the most difference in the most amount of time. So we were over at North Fulton and Westwood Avenue, right in the heart of mm. the city of West Baltimore, where the Freddie Gray protests were going on literally we didn't go to a nice part of baltimore we didn't go to the inner harbor or baltimore convention center we were in the heart of west baltimore and plenty of parking was there we had dumpsters set up and there was plenty of trash for us to go around but here's the best part gentlemen the best part 
was the locals within five minutes of setting up came up and were thanking us for being there once we said we were there to pick up trash. And they came to help. People that lived there on that very street corner came by in an act of love and community to come together. Did you see any any rats along the way? Uh, I only saw one. <laughs> wow! No, 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 no. no I mean bad. that very respectfully. Yeah, that's great. Okay. I have to make something very clear on this radio call with you. Okay. The people of Baltimore love their city. Yeah, they really do. Yeah. And it, yeah. it's not the people really that this is happening. The city is forgetting its own people. These are the forgotten citizens of Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Because take a drive, take a drive in Baltimore City. What do you see? You see bandos everywhere. You see abandoned buildings, which are unsafe, uh, hazardous, and a lot of them are owned by the city. Well, what happens at these bandos? Well, illegal dumping goes on. So I'm talking to a, a grandmother out there who says that her grandchildren have to go out and play in this filth and it's unsafe, it's hazardous, there's glass there. Like we said, there was a rat literally there, dead in the street, where the grandchildren play. No, the city needs to stop forgetting its people, take care of the bandos, take care of the illegal dumping, because Mm -hmm. the people of Baltimore shouldn't have to live this way. There seems to be a massive uh, difference in the reaction from the political class, the Elijah Cummings of the world, and the media uh, and then and on the other side of this, the actual citizens, because a lot of, yeah. you know, out, outwardly uh, obvious conservatives have gone into Baltimore here and tried to make a difference. The reaction from the people of Baltimore isn't, hey, get out of here. You support Donald Trump. It's thank you for actually caring for a second about us, which is great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And business owners came over immediately. I mean, literally, we were there for. An hour. Mr. Tang, who owns a store in the street corner, we're literally outside of his store. It says, make our streets clean again. Mr. Mm-hmm. Tang brought over sweepers and said, what can I give you? Do you want soda? Do you want water? Do you want drinks? And he generously gave our volunteers some drinks. And then Mr. Williams, the funeral home owner, uh, he came over and said, what can I do to help? He says, the next time that you have this, we're going to let the entire community know. So our goal, and I might be putting the cart before the horse, is we want to do more of these. And when we come Mm -hmm. back to West Baltimore, because we want to go block by block, street by street, you can bet I'm going to tell Mr. Kang we're doing this. You can bet I'm going to tell Mr. Williams we're doing this. And we're going to form a community where we all come together and just clean up the streets. How can people get involved with that effort, Scott? Is there a place you can go and sign up and find out more? Yeah, uh, people can either go to scottpressler.org, uh, Pressler has one S, scottpressler.org, or find me on Twitter. My DMs are open, even though I have 319,000 followers. I read my direct messages. So if you'd like to be a part of this, please let me know. I, I literally, I don't sleep. I spend all of my life uh, reading DMs, calling people. So whether you're in L.A., San Francisco, Houston, Detroit, Michigan, let's start cleaning up our cities across the country and show people that we give a darn. That's great. great. Cool. Thank you awesome so much effort. for taking the step and actually, uh, you know, doing something instead of just, yeah. you know, and I like us just blabbing about it all day. But I do appreciate <laughs> you actually doing something about it. It's important, man. And, and, yeah. and you know, I think other cities, I bet, are going to jump on this bandwagon as well and, and hope that you come, uh, come visit them because, you know, Baltimore is not alone here. And Baltimore was kind of singled yeah. out just because of the Cummings part of it with, you know, the, the little battle they have going on. But this is going on all across the country. 
Oh, I can confirm with you right now. We're already planning in Newark, New Jersey, mm. and L.A. Those are already going on right as we speak. You might oh. also consider San Francisco, California, <laughs> which has a little bit oh, of an absolutely. issue. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, Scott, thanks That's a lot. Me. Appreciate what you're doing. Thanks. That's great. Scott Pressler, uh, it's uh, scottpressler.org, uh, P-R-E-S-L-E-R, or you can get him on Twitter, at Scott Pressler. Hmm. Uh, that's, that's cool. I love those stories. We had a guy, yeah, awesome. we had a, a couple guys on, I don't know, it was like maybe a year or two ago, that were libertarians, and they were just like, you know, we're just going to go fill potholes around the city. And they just went and paved, and they, did. and they just paved potholes all around the city by themselves. Wow. And of course, obviously, the city had to step in and try to stop them. <clears throat> um, well, yeah. You don't <laughs> you want people doing good things on their own. Or, or the guy, remember the, remember the guy who they were going to spend like $50,000 on this four-step staircase, and he oh, just yeah. decided just as a carpenter, went yeah, out and just I'm built it himself, it. and then they like condemned it. It was like a perfectly <laughs> fine thing, and they <laughs> tore it down and then rebuilt it for for a new cost uh, oh, just because the city man. couldn't take it. You can't have a guy just doing some work on his own. Mm-hmm. I love when people do that because do that too. is really much closer to the vision of this country that our founders had. No doubt about it. You know, step up, do it yourself. The federal government's not going to even be involved. Mm-hmm. And we used to, when people would show up when there'd be disasters, the people would, would show up uh, to the feds and say, you know what, go home. We don't, we don't need your help. We're going to do this ourselves. That was the attitude of this country for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And it is really eroded. Uh, but I'm glad people like Scott are doing stuff like that. That's really cool. I think it's just coincidence that Democrats have been in control in Baltimore since 1967. That's a coincidence? Just a coincidence, yeah. It's a coincidence mm. that, that that's the case in Baltimore. And then, you know, Poop City, USA, San Francisco, <laughs> has had a similar reign of Democrats yeah. uh, for the last 50 to 60 years. Detroit, Michigan, same thing. Uh Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, same thing. Anywhere there's high crime and uh, a lot of garbage to clean up. High poverty. High poverty. Mm-hmm. You're going to find Democrats. We in did power. this stat. I mean, we measured this statistically, and I think it was an inconvenient book. I think it was one of Glenn's books. And mm-hmm. we went through and, and looked at the top 10 cities with the highest poverty rates and how often they had been run by Republicans in the last 45 years or something. I can't remember the exact time frame. But I believe it was 9% of the time for all of these cities combined. And it was and it was like, you know, wow. one or two people Jeez. in one or two cities. And the other cities, I think mean, eight out of the ten were 100% run by Democrats the entire time. And this is like, how do you... I, I, how do you not at some point at least try the other side? Try freaking the, the Green Party... Try the libertarians, try Republicans, try anything else except Democrats. This is not working for you. And I think, you know, anybody who lives in these cities who continues to vote the same people in and then complain about the results, I mean, who's at fault here? Is it it, it even the Democrats anymore or is it the voters? Because you can change (laughs) this. We have elements of our democracy in this republic. You can change things. Uh, and hopefully that's going to happen at some point. It's amazing that I, doesn't occur to the people in these cities. Yeah. It's amazing. I guess they're just sold on like, well, it's right. Ra- I'm not going to vote a racist in. I'm not going to vote some uh, corporate fat cat in. Like all these little yeah. catchphrases that wind up in manifestos. But that, they work. Uh, yeah. The catchphrases they work. They do. They win people over, I guess. The, the richest 1%. The millionaires are billionaires. They, they don't care about the little people. What about the trillionaires? No one talks about them. I know. They're just going to they just just get off scot-free. They just skate. Scot-free. I, it's true, though. These... these you know, people like Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders uh, went on uh, the Joe Rogan 
podcast, which was a brilliant oh. maneuver because yeah. you know Rogan has a, a lot of people who are on the right and on the left. It's a huge audience, mm-hmm. and you know Joe Rogan, admittedly, but you know, he would admit that he's not like a, a, a particularly political animal. He's not like in those sorts of conversations. So mm-hmm. Bernie got away with a lot uh, in this particular interview. I listened to some of it yesterday, but at one point Bernie gets to say he said something like he 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 will agree. That 99.99% of gun owners will never do anything like what happened here in a million or a billion years, but we still need to ban assault weapons. And it's like, I don't wow. even know how to deal with somebody who thinks that way. I know, it's stupid. Uh, what, it's you're going to take the, the, the rights. Uh, how, can you, how can you let cars on the road with that attitude? We know that 99.9% of mm-hmm. people who dr- drive cars will be fine, but some will get drunk, some will intentionally run people over, some will be erratic with them. How can you possibly allow them on the, on the streets? I mean, I, I can't even, how do you even talk to someone who thinks that way? Totally bizarre. Bizarre. Triple eight seven two seven back Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program, 888-727-BECK. Um, so, I think we pretty much had consensus on this right so far anyway with the trump supporters who we've talked to there is not one who supports gun control legislation that we've talked to now we did uh, there was one person who said something to the effect of uh they were happy about mental health being addressed potentially and Um, i'm happy about that too i think it should be serious serious part of it yeah but there's not a lot of support for this among republicans i think no you know, there is maybe the, you know, I think if you poll an issue like, um, uh, you know, background checks, you can point to polls where it looks pretty good among Republicans. Uh, but there's a, the people who hold the line on the Second Amendment hold the line strongly. But when you ask the question legitimately and you say, okay, we already have background checks. Do you want them to extend to a person to person a private sale? If you just, if you, if you're honest about it, because the way they... The way they phrase these things, it sounds like there are no background checks at right, all. Like, course. we don't do it. And it's, you know, look, there's a lot of guns in this country, but a lot of people don't own them. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. I, I've told this story before, but I grew up in Connecticut, where it's just, there's not there's not a gun culture there, really. No, right. At least where I lived. I, I didn't, I don't Probably think we opposite. ever held a gun. My dad was in the military, but I don't think we ever had had a gun in the house, at least that I know of. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we were not gun people. I didn't really know a lot of gun people. Mm-hmm. Um, the entire Northeast, not the entire Northeast, because there's states like New Hampshire and Vermont and such that have very active gun cultures. But like, there, there's a big chunk of that area where, like, it seems somewhat foreign. Like, it seems like something that you, what do you mean, guns? Like, mm-hmm. criminals have them and like hunters have them, right? Like, that's the way a lot of people in the in in you know in New England. Yeah, and, they and don't such understand. Think. Yeah, we just don't think it, it doesn't. It's not part they don't of your know life. what the Second Amendment was about. They think mm-hmm. it's about hunting, mm-hmm. which is not. It's which it is not. It is about protecting yourself from an oppressive government. If that ever comes to be, then the founding fathers wanted to make sure that you had weapons to defend yourself. So really, it turns out it's to defend yourself against, let's say, a home invasion, Mm -hmm. or it's to defend yourself against an oppressive, tyrannical government. Or uh, the third option, what if another country invades? Then the citizens are armed, and it's going to be pretty tough to suppress that Good luck That's with that invasion. Right. 400 million guns. Right. And they always try to be like, whoa, what are you going to do? Take on the military with your tanks and everything else? Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, first of all, yeah. Uh, but the, that is specifically designed to give you a mental picture of like a tank rolling up your driveway and yeah. you've got a handgun and you can't do anything about it. 
And so uh, that's why they, they use that analogy. But think about us just trying to go through Iraq and Afghanistan with a country that's not nearly as, as well-armed as we, we have, uh, as we are, just trying to go door-to-door there with the world's best military. And we have all sorts of massive problems doing it. Imagine trying to do that in the United States with 400 million guns uh, dispersed among 320, 330 million people. Difficult. Good luck with that. Yeah. Good luck trying to invade. It's not going to happen, and that's one of the one of the reasons why we've had a, lo- a long-term constitution, basically the only one in the world, and we don't get invaded like that. It's because of the Second Amendment. It served us pretty well. We should keep it. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. With Pat and Stu for Glenn this week. Uh, he'll return next week. Triple E. 727 Beck. Uh, there was a, an amazing conference uh, that was held, a national conference, of a uh, major political party, uh, the Democrat Socialists of America. And they, they held this conference in Georgia. And it was, it was pretty fascinating. It was eye-opening. What a window into our future. Yeah. Uh, because you see, you know, this is, a, this is something I'm going to get into on TV tonight. I'm uh, filling in for Glenn on, uh, on Blaze TV. Go to blazetv.com. Use the promo code Glenn. Save you some money. Love to have you sign up. I, you know, doing these things and, you know, they're not exactly popular in the mainstream media. So we do need your support to continue to dive into this stuff. But one of the things we're going into tonight is this idea of a victimization culture. It's this, you know, and it's very well, the, the Mount Rushmore of this particular movement is the squad. Right. Every single yeah. thing that happens, they find a way to turn it into I've been victimized. So the most recent example with Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is some high school students were being idiots and you know being silly high school students just like everyone was in high school and they were doing some offensive things to a cardboard a cardboard cutout of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Now any adult like a high school kid doing something ridiculous, you laugh it off, you say, "Oh, you know, come on." What's the big deal? Um, of course, this in this case, because it's Cortez, you have uh, the Daily Beast writing an article, including the picture of these high school students, oh, making them into you know national news figures because they were silly in a in a in a in a moment, mm-hmm. um, and then misquoting Mitch McConnell's uh, campaign about it, and then uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez misquoting uh, Mitch McConnell's campaign, and just, you know turning yourself into the, i can't believe this just so you know you weren't actually assaulted it was a cardboard cutout of you you're like i, I don't even know how like oh man what what kind of culture do we have where a, a congressperson feels the need to uh, act all upset and assaulted over uh, some high school students touching inappropriately a cardboard cutout of them that is not a society that has a long future and so no. you see this with the uh, the democratic socialists which is the group that, by the way, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is a card-carrying member of. Uh, this was, I believe, the Young Socialist, or what, I don't know the exact name of the of the organization, YAAS. And they had some real problems being triggered. Just trying to get through basic business, Pat. This is so amazing. It really is. It just shows that, you know, the generation of parents that has raised these kids ha- has really done them some disservice and they like look to be what 20 yeah in their 20s early so, 20s maybe and all socialists and and they can't handle anything 
They can't handle anything. They can't handle whispering. They can't have handle noise. They, well, you'll see. Uh, it's amazing. Here's a couple of outtakes. This is uh, <clears throat> the first one here. And they're all just being triggered, and I think you'll you'll understand the pattern pretty quickly. Right, right uh, quick point of privilege. Quick point um, of personal privilege. Yes. Um, guys, uh, first of all, James Jackson, Sacramento, he, him. I just want to say thank you for those pronouns chatter to a minimum i'm one of the people who's very very prone to sensory overload there's a lot of whispering and chatter going on it's making it very difficult for me to focus please can we just i know it's we're all fresh and ready to go but can we please just keep the chatter to a minimum <laughs> mm, it's affecting yeah. my ability to focus thank you oh no oh, my you, gosh comrade. oh no okay it's comrade thank you comrade against name point chapter pronoun point of personal privilege Yes. yes, yes, go ahead. Please do not use gendered language to to address everyone. Right. <laughs> Guy's about to cry. <laughs> <laughs> Don't use gendered language to address anyone. By the way, I got that backwards. YAAS is the one that posted it's Young Americans Against Socialism. This is, I th- mm. this, so that's not the actual organization. The organization is the is the democratic socialist right so this is the yeah, one this, this is, is our national Alexander convention Co- yeah this is the aoc organization that she that she belongs to mm-hmm. I, I should have known that the second guy complaining about gender language did not sound like a young socialist <laughs> uh, uh, and i will say i should not have called him a guy thank you i used gendered, gendered language, language and i apologize for that he just asked you not to he did specifically requested that one thing not be done and i just did it so i apologize i'm, just, I'm disgusted i don't even know if i can finish the show with you today he just asked you not to and and what's the first thing you did well i'll say this i can't focus with you talking all the time <laughs> i am trying to focus on the show and i keep hearing you talking and saying words point of personal privilege please y- yes go ahead uh, that doesn't matter it's my feelings that are important here Nobody cares about yours. That point of personal privilege? Yes. Go uh, ahead. Stuber gear, he, him. Mm-hmm. Uh, just want to say um, I am very triggered by by Marissa, our producer, telling us that we have to go for a 60-second commercial break right well, now. Who are you? She's just telling you. Interrupt she's giving us a finger, right like this little like, okay. wrap-it-up signal. I, I am, and how can I focus I am on what I'm doing? I am very stressed right now. I am very, very stressed. Very stressed. stressed. I need 60 yeah. seconds to think about it. All right. Oh, jeez. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Wi-Fi is spelled W-I-F-I. Unfortunately, for many people, it also spells TMI, as in too much information. Because Wi-Fi, whether public or right in your own home, even if it's password protected, isn't always private. Cyber criminals can use Wi-Fi to steal information that you send and receive while online, whether that's credit card numbers, account login information, or your social security number. To help put a stop to TMI on Wi-Fi, you need Norton Secure VPN. Norton Secure, a virtual private network. Norton Secure VPN starts at $3.33 a month with an annual subscription, so go to Norton.com slash VPN. That's Norton.com slash VPN. Don't let Wi-Fi, public, or in your home mean TMI. Get Norton Secure VPN ASAP. Protection starts at less than 4 bucks a month. Terms do apply. Norton.com slash VPN. Uh, point of personal privilege. Yes, uh, um, I am. Uh, he, him. By the way, mm-hmm. he, him, she, hers, uh, me, mine, mm. uh, us, ours. Those are my pronouns. 
depending on how I feel. They, them. I almost forgot they, them. Do I have to use all of them? Well, it depends on how I'm feeling on any given day. Okay. Um, But uh, right now, I'm I'm feeling they, them. Uh, Pat Gray, by the way. uh, I do a a show, uh, Pat Gray Unleashed, immediately preceding this particular show. um, And then you can listen to it anytime you want on the podcast. Uh, At Pat Unleashed. At Pat Unleashed. At Mm -hmm. World of Stew. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter. And when I say us, that's one of my chosen pronouns. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. You can call me us. <laughs> Which I love. Mm-hmm. I love the, we're, we've even changed what the words actually mean. Yeah, well, uh-huh. them is a real one. Because if you don't know, I think you're supposed to say them. Yeah, they or them. They or them. Mm-hmm. And But that don't, they don't make sense in, in, in the context of how you'd use he or she right. or her. Hey, they? Uh, <laughs> I, I, Pardon yeah. Me. I, I guess. You know, in Texas, maybe our personal pronoun should be y'all. That just encompasses everything. Right. It, well, y'all is the singular, and then all y'all. All y'all. Is the plural. All <laughs> y'all. So all y'all at this socialist conference were talking about things that were very disturbing to them, and we have more examples of them and being And I love triggered. this, because this is giving us a glimpse into our future. It is. As we continue to head down this socialist path, uh, this is what we can expect. Quick point of privilege once again. Mm -hmm. Hi, James Jackson, Sacramento DSA, he, him. I have already asked people to be mindful of the chatter of their comrades who are sensitive to sensory overload. And that goes double for the heckling and the hissing. It is also triggering to my anxiety. Oh, no. Like... The be comradely doesn't ju- isn't just for like you know let's keep things civil or whatever. It's so that people aren't gonna get triggered and so that it doesn't affect their performance as a delegate. Okay. Okay. Being comradely, Pat, is is something not just about civility, but it, it should not cause anxiety so that he's triggered. Yeah. And that would that would hurt his performance as a delegate. This They're kid also- should stay home. Yeah. You know, away from any sort of stimuli. I, I worry about him because um, if he can't handle a socialist convention, stay home. The good thing I will say, however, about this is if socialists do invade, apparently we can turn them back by just whispering and clapping. <laughs> and that's a positive for our nation. Maybe we don't need the Second it's Amendment so anymore. Maybe we could just whisper uh, people away <laughs> because the anxiety. Or call them by the wrong pronoun. Oh. oh, can you imagine how that would harm them? Can you? Because they'd be worthless after that. Now I can't. I don't want to be the one who would think that this dolt has an actual job. But can you imagine if this guy operating in a normal work environment? Like, I don't know how they get through life. I seriously don't. How? How? I mean, I don't know if I would be able to resist calling him she mm-hmm. or or clapping loudly every time I walked by his <laughs> desk or just dropping <laughs> books by him. <laughs> whispering constantly like, i would take i would buy a series of <clears throat> digital recorders and i would just have little conversations like this all over the place so you just hear like mumbling and then i would actually go in after hours in his cubicle and i would open uh-huh. up the seams of the fabric and insert them inside and just constantly turn them on throughout the day in total disregard in for his anxiety issues would be, i would go back and oh, rewatch wow. the office for the 50th time <laughs> just to take some of the pranks from jim on dwight and do them to this person oh no because mm-hmm. wow. i just would not be able to take it now, that would be very triggering, and I apologize to he, him for sure that. Sure would. Uh, he, do we have some more clips? You had some clips from Pat, uh, Pat Gray yes. Unleashed that you found as well. Uh, we got to play them because they're all just absolutely fantastic. It, it just, here's, here's more. 
I see that no one's clapping for me. It could be because I'm not engaging, but it also is because everyone's doing this. And that's really important because those loud bursts of noise, even though Mm -hmm. this is a noisy space, when we can do something like reducing that, that's really important. So please don't clap, shoot up these. We have a lot of disabled (laughs) comrades and uh, a lot of those are invisible disabilities. You don't Mm. know who it is uh, that is having a more difficult time navigating this space. And this space was not created with all of their needs in mind. So it's up to us to modify that space Mm -hmm. to make sure that uh, everybody is able to move in the ways that they need to move. Okay. Wow, that's a lot. (laughs) There's a lot there. (laughs) There's a lot there. First of all, are you you still able to say disabled? Is that an Uh, okay I was surprised by that, as a matter of fact. Shocked. Mm -hmm. Differently abled, please. Thank you. That was very triggering. And I can't believe he wasn't called on that. Thank you, he, him. (laughs) <laughs> point of personal privilege yes go ahead. Uh, we got to take one minute here and then we'll come back with more of these socialists All right. uh, to understand how to communicate with one another thinking about life insurance what if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies well that's exactly what happens when you call select quote life for example george is 40 He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $25 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino. And believe me, if SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-637-9116. That's 800-637-9116, 800-637-9116, or go to selectquote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors. Not available in all states. Point of personal privilege, uh, Pat Gray and uh, Stuber Gear for Glenn. He, him. Oh, Sowers. And we go back to the uh, socialist conference because uh, these are the people that are <laughs> they're going to be controlling the, the government in our country very shortly. Uh, as we continue down this path uh, with more and more socialist policies and then people saying, well, that's not socialism. That's just uh, it's just more government programs that we've always had and this is just making them better okay if if we start listening to that if we agree to that and uh we turn our country over to these people it's just a little glimpse of what this is going to be like uh have you ever seen anything like this where they're triggered by clapping where they're triggered by whispering where you have to tell people the pronouns to use to address you i i seriously it's hard to, and there's some part of you that says, how can you take these people seriously as a threat, be, you know, to our nation because they are so pathetic, uh-huh. right? Like, yeah, it's just, you know, it's like, uh, you know, the, the, it's like the 1998 Chicago Bulls and they're just playing against a team that, you know, we, we, that are, have all four foot people that weigh 42 pounds <laughs> and they're nine years old. And you're like, well. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you get too excited. I mean, they're probably not going to beat you. <laughs> but I mean, 
that, that's the thing with growing government power. If the power is there to, to and, and the power is there in the hands of a central government, eventually some crazy person can get control of that central government and then they mm-hmm. use it in the way that they want to use it. And this is the Overton window that just keeps moving and moving and moving. We're not doing the crazy stuff that the socialist uh, convention is doing, but you're t- how different is this from what we're doing with transgendered issues right now? It's really, like, yeah. it, they, they were doing the thing where they kick people off Twitter for saying the ro- wrong pronoun about transgendered issues like 10 years ago. And now we're on the side of receiving it. If you say, I, you know what, I think this, look, I'm, you didn't have a surgery or anything. You're still, you're still a dude. You are thrown uh, oh. off, uh, you know, off the reservation. Oh, uh, yeah. Absolutely. And that, and I believe off the reservation would also be an offensive phrase. <laughs> I sure would. You've I'm almost positive. just triggered an awful lot of people. I'm sorry about that. Um, all right. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and hear more of what this guy has to say from the podium. We don't want to put people in stressful situations that they don't consent to, right? And we, right. there are um, right-wing infiltrators who are trying to get in here, mm-hmm. but it's going to be really traumatic for people if we're not making an affirmative es- effort to de-escalate each other and de-escalate okay. ourselves, right? Take right. a deep breath. How dare you? What if I have COPD and I can't anything. breathe deep? Oh, wow. That just triggered me like crazy. Wow. wow. What about asthmatics? As a heat You've asked them to breathe deep? What if that hurts? <laughs> Could what hurt if it hurts very badly? Yeah, yeah. This is all. Like, it's like the uh, you know you get a, an ad for a new medication, and like two thirds of the ad are the the disclaimers about the weird things it could theoretically do to you. Mm-hmm. All of this stuff is just all disclaimers. The entire convention is just them talking about things you can't say, and we should make <laughs> sure we acknowledge. And uh, th- there's no way to get any business done. Right. You just sit there blabbing back and forth about well, your pronouns. Do you ever pass a policy? And what triggers everybody, and that you have a little safe space where you can go to, and it'll be quiet. Oh, we got to hear more about the safe space, too. I think that's coming here. And, and additionally, with the, um, the noise issue, like, avoid hissing, avoid waving banners, right? Avoid hissing? Um, because those, there's, there's all sorts mm-hmm. of things. If you don't know what to do, show up these, right? I'm sure there's lots of ways that we can communicate to each other without needing to rely on something uh, that's going to hurt somebody else. We have quiet rooms that are available. There's a range of oh, options good. of these, right? Oh, yeah. Please don't go in that space with anything that's like an aggressive scent, for instance, right? <laughs> aggressive don't go into yeah. these safe rooms with an aggressive scent. Yeah. An aggressive scent. So all their all their sensory capability is being overwhelmed because they're in a room with other people. So you can't you can't make <laughs> just, any noise. I, I, I you can't smell like anything. Uh, apparently you can't be looking like anything that may offend them. What can you do with this thing? It's like, you know how uh, they create wow. these scenarios for kids who have uh, severe nut allergies. I know one of your kids has a yeah. severe nut allergy. Yeah. And so they'll go through and they'll make real, and, and obviously it's life or death situation here, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, f- certain people, if they are exposed to peanuts or peanut butter, can have massive reactions or eat tree nuts or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, we're doing that with just like words. Yes. We're like acting as if it's as dangerous as a, as a severe allergy with with clapping the saying whispering sticks and stones can break my bones but names will never hurt me just doesn't apply anymore no that is just so it's all gone over all these phrases you know the other one was keeping up with the joneses that's dead mm. yeah keeping up with the joneses used to be a negative thing you'd say to someone oh they're always trying to like chase all that and everything now income inequality it's the opposite 
Keeping up with the Joneses is now dead. The Joneses have to come back to you. <laughs> yes. And everyone needs to be equal. Everyone's the Jones and we're all mm-hmm. poor. That's income inequality. Keeping up with the Joneses is not is, is is now gone. You know, it's okay to say, well, they have more than me, so they're bad. That's like now like the, the top of the line sort of analysis. Yeah. And you really like the there's this is the boy in the bubble thing. Right, like if if you you can't be exposed to any germs, you can't be exposed to any words or thoughts you don't like or noises that are too loud. It's insane. Sure is, sure is. I think we have one more from this guy. Um, let's hear that. Oh, okay, that was the last one we had from that. Do we have the 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 actual uh, sound of uh, their their debating whether they should take over? They're, they were trying to debate at one point whether they should take over the Democrat Party. Or strengthen themselves as a third party, which was pretty oh, wow. interesting because I think they've that. already pretty much taken over the uh, the, the Democrat Party. Hmm. All right, let's go to the phone. Uh, and hello, uh, hi. hi. Um, well, basically, I, I'm Is listening this- to your show, um, and I don't. The way you're speaking is very loud. Oh, oh it is. Um, Have I offended you or you attacked your sensibilities? Did you just say you? Yes, I'm sorry. What is your Preferred pronoun? He, it. He, it. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And as I was listening to you speak mm-hmm. very loudly. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. With anger. Mm-hmm. And each word cut to the core of me and my pronoun, which is now us, him. <laughs> I'm sorry, us? I, I us. uh. Well, I, you, mm-hmm. you waited too long. Now it's ours, his. Okay. Uh, I want to make sure that you... And all the people who, mm-hmm. and I know I'll be criticized for saying these things. People will call in and say, I heard that last that last person. And I will say, no, it's himself, yourself. Okay. And, and then anything, both, everyone, such that, this, those. And I will be referred to as whichever, whomever. And if you wouldn't mind, the, thine. Okay. The thine is now my the the thine. The thine. Thank you, the thine. I've gone biblical on you. Oh wow. The thine. Is that okay? It is not okay. It is not okay. No. All right. It is not. (laughs) So now we're back to. Can you stop yelling at me? I'm sorry. Please stop yelling. Okay. Uh, It's Pat and Stu. Uh, Point of personal privilege. Uh, for Glenn on uh, the Glenn Beck program. Joined now by Jeffy, whose uh, podcast it, is Chewing the Fat. It, that, this is a pronoun, it, that, his pronouns are it, if that. that. If that point of personal privilege. Okay. Jeff Fisher, yeah. <laughs> if that, if that, uh, he, she, him, that. I was going with it, that, because I thought people might refer to you as it. Okay. I don't right. care. I'm not you don't care? You're not no, triggered by I'm, that? Are not. you sure? I'm okay with it. I, I'll tell you what I'm triggered by. <laughs> There are two plates in front of you right now, and they are the most exciting plates I've ever seen I in my know. life. They're the, oh. they're the new Krispy Kreme donuts. Oh, my gosh. That became available Krispy this Kreme week. Krispy Kreme has new donuts? They became available this week, yeah. The uh, oh. Reese's peanut butter cream dipped in fudge oh. icing and oh. topped with Reese's peanut butter drizzle. What? And the uh, Is chocolate- that legal? <laughs> Can the you do that? Chocolate peanut butter cream <laughs> dipped in Reese's peanut butter icing and topped Stop with chocolate it. icing drizzle. No oh my way. So I don't know that it's legal, but uh, until they arrest us, we wanted to get it taken care of because it just started this week uh, for a limited time. I love capitalism. 
I mean, uh-huh. uh, here is a company that made this great idea, came up with this great idea. Hey, you know what? Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, Reese's Pieces, we've got some good ideas. Then the people over at Krispy Kreme with their fantastic ideas, now they've, they've mm-hmm. come together in this incredible circle mm-hmm. right in front of you right now. <laughs> yeah. was, it, was it chocolate lovers and peanut butter lovers? Are those two yeah, varieties? This, this, is the, this is the Reese's <laughs> Peanut Butter Cream dipped in fudge icing and topped with Reese's Peanut Butter Drizzle. Okay, that's the peanut okay. butter lovers. This is peanut butter lovers, okay. and, then, and then I guess we have to try the chocolate Lovers, I would say, well. yeah, I guess we have to for the show. I, we yeah, have to. for the show. I, I don't want to. This is the cho- I just, but I have to. This is the chocolate peanut butter cream okay. dipped in Reese's peanut butter icing and topped with chocolate icing drizzle. Now this is uh oh my. I think you might have, this is this is the peanut butter icing drizzle. Oh, but, uh, which do we want to try first? Uh, I think. Oh yeah, this is the chocolate. One. Yeah. yeah, so the chocolate lovers are we'll try chocolate lovers first. So they have chocolate. two different varieties. Okay. okay. And these are, I mean, I've you, know, you pick up a Krispy Kreme donut, it's light and fluffy. This is heavy. Yeah, it is. <laughs> this is filled with, <laughs> yeah. I believe, So there's stuff cream. inside, yummy goodness. Jeffy? Yes, yeah. yummy oh, goodness. Oh, man. All right, so All we're right. going to give it a shot here and a little taste test here. Asking, uh, helping you figure out whether capitalism is, is good or bad. You know, <laughs> is, it, is it a positive influence on our society or a negative one? You know like, what this would be in Russia? It would be like kale mixed with broccoli. <laughs> oh. uh, yes. Sprinkled with some dirt on top that's what it would be <laughs> if you're lucky if you're lucky oh my gosh you know what the, you know what's amazing about these because mm. they say you know a reese's oh. peanut butter cup is has that's just crazy. they say a reese's peanut butter cup has peanut butter in it right mm-hmm. but that's not true it's it's a reese's peanut butter it is like right. there's a certain thing they do to the peanut yes. butter which is i don't know i'd triple the sugar that makes it so much better than <laughs> actual peanut sure butter what it right. is triple yeah, the yeah. sugar and yeah that Kind that taste is inside of this donut. Oh my god! This is a chocolate donut inside. The entire way around the circle is a is a stream of Reese's peanut butter. Oh my (laughs) god! And fortunately, they found a way Mm. to do this with uh, six calories in each donut. Really, six? Yeah, you could have say thirty of them. You'd only have one hundred and eighty calories. That's a little much for me. I don't know that I can do. I won't. I'm not going to eat the entire donut. For six cats. <laughs> that was a little bit of Jeffy math there. I believe uh, six times three would be 18, not 180. That's correct. Um, no, I said 30 times. You know what? Oh, 30 six. does. I thought you said three. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that is the uh, Chocolate Lovers, I, which is a fantastic donut. Pretty good. Now, Pretty I good. love mm-hmm. my peanut butter. Uh, I, 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 wow. I love chocolate's great, but I'm a big peanut butter guy when it comes to desserts. Mm-hmm. What are you so going to give the chocolate one? Should we do them one at a time here? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We we have not introduced... uh, We did a segment called Spoons, of course, on the Pat and Stu show back in the day that we all participated Mm -hmm. in trying the new capitalist solutions. This is capitalism at work right here. Yeah. Uh, And we do a scale from 1 to 18, because 18 was the highest number Jeffy knew (laughs) at the time. Do you know any higher numbers now, Jeffy? It's been a couple of years. Did you learn any new numbers? There are are different numbers. (laughs) Yeah, they go above 18. We'll we'll get into that later. You didn't know. Uh, So on this, I would give this a a 16. Um, I love it. Love the peanut butter. <clears throat> Me too. It's fantastic. Gonna, yeah, it's delicious. The one thing I would say, a, a little bit of a fault here, is like there are certain bites in it where you're not getting any peanut not butter. Not as much. So yeah. that's the only thing that would bring it down to a 16. <laughs> or, that'll bring it down to a 17 for me because this is just absolutely delicious. <laughs> Jeffy, 1 to 18, what's your number? Uh, I don't know. These are pretty good. You know, these would be better if you could dip it in milk. Milk! Here well, we go again. Oh, my gosh. This is He's what he did on doing. Patton Stew. Ooh, it'd be better. It's good, but it'd be better with milk. Ugh. Oh, man. I do not miss just, that show at all. Take, I can't take it. Yeah, the audience always says they miss it, but <laughs> yeah. man, I don't. No, not not, not having to do a show with this guy there every day. Every day. Every day. Peanut butter lovers, shall we uh, partake? Mm-hmm. 
Again, this is about capitalism, not about us eating donuts on radio. <laughs> we don't want to. We don't want to do this. What we, 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 capitalism is under assault by people like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez that wants to take your donuts away. So here we are helping you solve this incredibly positive issue. So peanut butter lovers, uh, down the hatch. This is mm. good. Oh, man. This is better than the other. Mm. So that also has kind of a stream of, mm-hmm. looks like peanut butter through it. Yep, same thing. Mm-hmm. So if I were to, mm. yeah, to give good. the audience who happens to be listening on the air right now a, a little outline, <laughs> you got a chocolate donut, you've got the Reese's Peanut Butter River running through the entire donut, <laughs> and on top there is, on the chocolate lovers, chocolate icing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> on the peanut butter lovers, a little peanut butter icing. I would say they're basically the same donut. Yeah. There's not much of a difference between these two. There really Luckily, isn't. they're both really good, mm-hmm. so who cares? But don't feel the need, you know, you're not missing necessarily a lot if you only you get could, one of the two. You could really get one or the other, and it, it's about the same deal. But there's, when there's two, why would you? Right, why not try them both? <laughs> I would go with, I mean... I'm going to say 17 again. Yeah, I'll that say both? 16 again. I, although, yeah. if I was going to choose one in the store, I'd probably get the peanut butter lovers, mm-hmm. just because, you know, I lean more peanut butter yeah. than chocolate, but still, they're both freaking really good. Krispy Kreme, what a fantastic... You can't go wrong with Krispy Kreme, can you? It's, a, it's an American institution. <laughs> it's an American institution. And you got the Declaration of Independence, you got the Constitution of the United States, and you got Krispy Kreme right <laughs> yep. there. I'm gonna Those the, three. I'm going to take a little quick... As you're, as you're, no, okay, so there is... The, the one difference is in the peanut butter iced one, the cream is chocolate. In the chocolate iced one, oh, the cream peanut, is peanut cream butter. Is ch- peanut butter, Okay. Yeah. So I'll go with the better one being the one with the peanut butter in the middle, which was, has a chocolate icing. I know that's very confusing. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. But... Okay. Not enough icing, though, I will say, in some in some bites. That's the only downside, yeah. I would say. Could they be need, a little bit more. They need to work on the science a little bit. Mm-hmm. But uh, pretty amazed. Jeffy, good addition to the show today. Finally. <laughs> really? Finally, it's it, happened. Oh, I shouldn't be clapping. That could, that you could trigger me. someone. You triggered me. Point of personal privilege? Yeah, go ahead. I don't want to. Oh. I don't like to be clapped at. Okay. I apologize. I you just raise your we've hands got in a the air. safe room uh, <laughs> back over in the corner there. You can go in there and... Nobody's coming in with an aggressive with scent. Aggressive scent. I, I will say this though, I don't, I don't, and this may be triggering, but I don't think he can fit in the safe room. <laughs> Point of personal privilege. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, we can't give it to you. No. I'd like to congratulate the uh, the new inductees to the Radio Hall of Fame, though. Uh, oh, this cool. is um, agonizing. This, no, this, what are you talking about? Agonizing. This is congratulations to uh, Sean Hollywood Hamilton. Uh, Harry Harrison, yeah, uh, Kevin and Bean, Kevin and Bean deserve it. Joe Madison, the Black Does Eagle, not, come on, stop it. Jim Rome, Raggett, yeah. oh yeah, Ryan Seacrest, okay, deserves. John Tesh, no, no, Tesh has a, had a, actually a really big career. Well, not in, in radio. radio, has he? Well, I, I mean, he, he, I, he said he, ten he years he, of syndication. Yeah, he's had a, a long time yeah, syndicated right, show. Okay. Did years of syndication. Wrote in fact, the NBA theme. In fact. Congratulations are extra in order for John Tesh because he uh, was in the mm-hmm. same uh, category as uh, Glenn Beck. Oh, and, uh, really? How did Glenn, how did Glenn do? Um, he did. Uh, not he was make in the it. same category of okay. John Tesh. <laughs> I can't believe he was it. In the same well, it was his first ballot. Yeah, I mean, first ballot Hall of Fame. And I got, is a tough thing, I, right? just and there's one more that was inducted, and I don't want to. I don't want to pass her by. Yeah, Dr. don't slight Doctor Doctor Ruth, Ruth Westheimer. Westheimer. No, I don't want to slight Doctor Ruth. Doctor so. Ruth is a legend. So uh, Harry Harrison uh-huh. uh, beat out my man Jack Harris uh, from the Mothership. Uh, now Jack Harris, if Jack, anyone deserved it, Jack Harris, Harris better get in. Glenn, <laughs> Jack Harris better get into that Radio Hall of Fame, right? Yeah, I come mean, on, that's, that's embarrassing. I mean, look, you know, it's I, I, I do kind of take it as like, and in baseball, you get on the, uh, the 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 ballot, you don't always get in the first time. 
they, they nominate you multiple times and then you get in. So I don't know. Is Glenn a first ballot Hall of Famer? I feel like I feel like he's more of those guys that yeah, he, he had a decent career. <laughs> I mean, without us, <laughs> guy's not even nominated. Oh, right, that's a good guy, point. I don't yeah, even right. know who he is. He's not even considered. You that's know? a good Where's point. Where's our nomination? <laughs> Where's the Jeffy nomination uh, for the Radio Hall of Fame? Well, as you, you look at some of the inductees, <laughs> it's you. a legit question, frankly. <laughs> it's a, Wait, I don't know that it's a I like the way question. you put that. But. Uh, wow. Okay, well, he I didn't make it this year. Uh, maybe he'll be nominated again. I don't know that I've ever seen like a national deserving host be nominated and not get and in. And not get in. Right. Uh, I don't know that I've seen it before. I don't follow it all that closely, but I know uh, I, I mean, Glenn will get mm-hmm. in eventually. I would assume um, Jack will as well. Yeah, the yeah, Tampa I mean, legend. He has to, mm-hmm. right? Hundred I percent. Mean, travel the country. You might not know who Glenn Beck is, but you know who Jack Harris is. Of course. I mean, that's <laughs> I clearly. Agree. Well, I agree. Clearly. <laughs> At least you want it to be that way. I don't, whether it is or not, I don't know. But you'd much rather know Jack than Glenn. That <laughs> oh, I can no question. Uh, I'd like to uh, give some people a little helpful hint. I know that plenty of companies and businesses around the world now are taking, uh, you know, when you get hired, uh, they want you to take a urine test to see, uh, you know, if you're taking any drugs or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and DJ Cooper, a former Ohio University basketball star, has been playing in Europe, and uh, he wanted to go and play uh, in Bosnia. And he's been playing, and he wanted to play basketball in Bosnia, and they said, no problem, uh, you know, just take a urine test. And um, he gave them his urine test, and it came back that he was pregnant. <laughs> oh no! Yeah. So uh, he's either the first male, real first male ever to be pregnant, or he used someone else's urine in the point urine test. <laughs> point of personal privilege. Point of personal yeah, privilege. What do you mean the first real male? Oh. What, what are you? What are you insinuating mm-hmm. there? You've just triggered me. I that is inappropriate. I apologize. Thank you. I apologize. That's a- so he's either <laughs> another male to be pregnant in the world, or he used uh, his girlfriend's uh, urine. And, yeah. Uh, so we don't know. We don't know what uh, what he was trying. To hide if he was trying to hide anything at all, obviously something. Maybe he just you know couldn't go at the time. Yeah, <laughs> it's possible. Uh, did you see this with Stephen Jackson, the former Rams running back, star running back? He was uh, he retired and and did the thing that you do when you retire. You sign a one day contract oh, with yeah, your old team so you can retire. He was going to retire as a Ram and just be retired as the team. And yeah. he got targeted for a, a random drug test. <laughs> now he's got to be kidding <laughs> yeah. on a one day contract. One day contract. <laughs> So, so silly. And what they find on him? I don't know. I don't no, think he told them okay. to uh, take a hike. Did yeah. he really? Yeah. yeah. I don't think he needs to actually go in there. He's not actually yeah. going to play. It's just a symbolic thing mm-hmm. so you can retire as a, a member of your team. Mm-hmm. Which, do they pay him for those one day contracts? Mm, I think, I don't know. know. I uh, guess the, they'd have to pay him minimum wage for the one day, right? Maybe. It's a few hundred bucks, maybe? Yeah, probably. Well, I mean, those guys are making more than a few hundred bucks. Well, but day, right? minimum wage for the. For a season, right, is what four hundred thousand? So four hundred thousand. So maybe a couple thousand. It's not bad. Yeah, I think it's like four eighty. Four eighty, and it's and I think it's you would know this, Jeffy, because your son played in the NFL. But is it one of those things where you're you get two? It's only th- during the season they pay you, or do they pay you all year round? Uh, they paid them during the season, but uh, I was had a little bit different contractual arrangement with them. Yeah. So he ended up getting some money afterwards as well. Well, I'm asking for the whole history. I'm just, I'm just curious. Generally, how <laughs> during these the things, season, yeah, during the season, during they were. So, so yeah. you get so all of it, thousand dollars in those. So that's not bad. Yeah, you, you seven check, or eight every, months, every game, yeah, mm. every game you get a check. Yeah. Nice. And you know, I mean, the NBA guys are making. Uh, DJ wants to make that European money, but I just saw where the NBA just signed their new deal with uh, China and the Tencent Holdings, mm-hmm. uh, one point five billion, another four or five year Incredible. deal. 
with wow. uh, Tencent Holding in China. I mean, they have uh, 490 million fans in China watching the NBA. 490 that. million? That's 160 million more people than live in the United States um, of America. An estimated 21 million fans watched Game 6 of the NBA oh Finals gosh. on all the Tencent platforms. So that's a pretty wow. good deal that for the NBA, amazing. man. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Point of personal privilege. Go ahead. Uh, I'm a little offended by your aggressive scent, <laughs> Jeffy. Oh, you're looking at me. You're yeah, smelling I'm, me. I'm smelling you. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's that I aggressive guess I'm scent. Sorry. Okay. I apologize. If you could remove yourself from the area so I wouldn't be offended by your personal scent, that'd be uh, really very much appreciated. I'll try to remember that. Not going to go anywhere right now, though. Seriously, watching this, listening to these idiots, uh, is there any way they defeat the rest of us? How do they get through their day? (laughs) I don't know. How do they get through their day? I don't know. I don't know. Where you're not being babied and coddled the whole time, like you you are at the convention. Right. There are all these social justice warriors, and uh, what warriors they clearly are. <laughs> I mean, it's all, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. I didn't mean to, I didn't how, mean to interrupt your space. How do you exist in the workspace? I, I don't know the answer to that. It's got to be very difficult. Hold down a job. Ah, that's... Because it's all about your feelings, mm-hmm. how you... I mean, we're not... Are we? I guess we're here to make sure that everyone feels okay every day. Right. And, of course, that's not possible. Not at all. Uh, it's not part of life. It's not supposed to be like that. You're supposed to actually have some struggles and have mm-hmm. some things to push back about and have some difficult things that you accomplish in your Obviously, life. Obviously, these people were not told, hey, look, sometimes you're going to be offended by things. Push through it. Okay? Get over it. <laughs> get, they get were over not it. told get over it. That was my no. mom's main oh. theme. <laughs> get, get over, over it. it. And that doesn't okay. that serve you well? Yes. I mean, even today, yeah, you, you're in one of those. You're having one of those tough days. You're struggling through something. And if you just can kind of put yourself, all right, tomorrow this is not even going to be a thing. So I might as well just right now forget about it, mm-hmm. get over it, get over move it. on, power right. through the day. Tomorrow is going to be totally different. Who cares? I mean, it's not. A, it's not always a happy way to get through life, but it does get you through those tough moments, man. Oh, but wait. There's an aggressive scent. <laughs> I can't take this. I'm going to have to go to a quiet space. In a non-smelly space. Somewhere away from Jeffy, that's for sure. Wait. You're listening to Glenn Beck.